What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy News Beat Stand Up here on this gorgeous Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas. Rocking a solo show today as Stu is out on assignment. Um, so I will make sure to hold down the fort. Doesn't mean we don't have a great show. Um, couple stories. I'm gonna keep it light and let you get let you get out of here, but we will cover um in our new segment, Pakistan. Stand fails in its first attempt in a year to buy gas and is a big hit to its economy. So Pakistan is attempting to buy um, some LNG. We'll I'll quickly cover um, that um, in our new segment. Then I'll quickly shift over in, into finances. We'll quickly cover oil prices. They actually rose today off the back of, of Fed Jerome, Perl, Jerome Powell's um, comments. We'll kind of dive into those comments and what that does mean for oil and the rest of the commodities market. I want to revisit a little bit of the Civitas buying uh, Hiberta and Taprock resources Sources for uh, about five-ish billion. And that actually happened yesterday while I was off. I want to revisit it because I found the, the press release a little interesting. And then there's some great buzzwords that we can dive into and dissect. Um, and then we'll let you get out of here and on your way, guys. But as always, the stories you are about to hear are courtesy the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Check us out, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy news. Uh, our subscription is getting close to being rolled out. So uh, we appreciate everybody. You can check out the description below if you want to sign up um, early for that subscription and to get access to the dashboard. Go ahead and do that. Hit the description below. You can also see all the timestamps on this episode feed the description below. The team does a great job of curating that. Um, but let's just dive into it. Let's go into that first headline. Pakistan fails in its first attempt um, this year to buy gas in a hit to the economy. Um, so Pakistan is attempting to buy liquefied natural gas. They're attempting to tender six shipments from October, December delivery. That market, that spot market, which closed Tuesday, this is according to traders with knowledge of the source. It sounds like the reason is several overseas banks weren't accepting letters of credit, which is basically a pledge by the lender to repay funds um, if the buyer can from all of these different Pakistani counterparties, purchase LNG shippers, making um, all these suppliers fairly reluctant to offer cargoes. This is all courtesy of Bloomberg. This is the issue when you have a super weak currency and you then want to go buy physical commodities, you have to have somebody be the intermediary of exchange, aka accept the letter of credit. Hey, we'll give the supplier dollars and we will then transact in whatever your currency. But if you can't get a letter of credit from a specific counterparty that the supplier doesn't trust, well, then you're up the creek without a paddle. They've got their counterparty. The suppliers just don't trust them, um, nor should they. I wouldn't want to take necessarily Pakistani um, currency. The, the issue is they're already ah, in an insane energy shortage. They're rolling blackouts and then and, and in, in industry is going to get hit next. So it's really sad what's going on because they need to be able to purchase and get their get access to gas. The problem is when you can't trust a currency, that's what happens. I mean, this is and, and this is a long shot forewarning for what if the dollar becomes the destabilized and we move other to uh, move over to other currencies to transact oil in the U.S. is going to be in a situation where it's it's going to find itself paying a lot more for energy and having a lot less security if only because the dollar isn't being used as the medium exchange. So I think this is unfortunate for the Pakistani people. Hopefully they can get this figured out and continue and hopefully get their hands on low cost energy. This serves as a forewarning for the United States and, and, and how when we continue to mess with the dollar, this is ultimately what may happen if you 
make things so bad that now we move over to the yuan and we have to start quoting the oil price in yuan. Oh, it's 79 yuan today. I don't want to do that. I want to keep saying it in dollars because if that doesn't happen, then we become at the mercy of whoever's running it. I'd rather be at the mercy of us. That's scary enough than the mercy of somebody else um, on that front. Shifting now, I think, into into the finance realm, we did see oil rise 72.53. That was mainly due to a drop in dollar uh, strength. And again, that dollar fell off the back of, of some Fed chair, Jerome Powell's comments. Mainly what he mentioned was that two things. We, we, we've got rates coming. We've got more rate increases coming. I'm going to pull up the quote here, pull it up right here. Quote, nearly all FOMC participants expect that it will be appropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of the year. So that obviously is going to tank prices uh, or going to tank the dollar. He also mentioned that inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year. Nonetheless, inflation pressures continue to run high with the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. Um, he did mention that they tend to look at that quote unquote core inflation, which excludes energy prices, which is insane to me. Core CPI. I could do a whole segment on why core CPI is a scam. You're going to give me inflation and not take into account food and energy things that the entire cons- the every consumer deals with. This is when Stu and I talk about the consumer takes it in the drive through. This is what I'm talking about. We're all dabbling about inflation sucks. And really, inflation is hit. What is inflation hitting? Food and energy. But when they go and sit down to debate what they're going to do about inflation, they look at numbers that don't include food and energy. I mean, these are the geniuses running it right now. I could get really, really more worked up over this. And so that's why they're only showing a 4.7 year over year rate through um, April, which is absolutely unbelievable. So anytime you see core consumer price index, puke. They're, you're taking it in the drive-thru. And of course, CNBC is going to quote it. But just remember, CNBC is not looking out for you, the average consumer. They're looking out for the Wall Street guy sitting on, you know, Sixth Avenue in his little Soho apartment, you know, trading it up. That's who they're, you know, that's who they're looking out for. They're not looking out for you. So that guy, yeah, sure. That guy, that guy cares about the inflation of a, of a boat. It's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate boats are costing more. I'm sorry. But like the average person doesn't care about the average person cares about food and energy. So as always, you're taking it in the drive through regardless. Going back to the oil markets, when the sentiment comes out and and, and, in, and in nonetheless terms, kind of the overarching sentiment, another overarching sentiment that Jerome Powell talked about specifically was the fact that they're coming to, you know, his quote was this. We are nearing our policy destination. What does that mean? Okay. We're nearing the point is we're going to continue to raise. And then they're going to be at some point of when we're going to stop. And again, the cheaper dollar makes oil more attractive to investors holding other currencies, hence raising demand. Um, Reuters finally actually tells us something interesting. We got to love that. We did see um, crude oil stocks come in about 1.2 million barrels. Uh, draw, which is good to see. So that's going to always help with some upward pressure. So lots of things on the, uh, lots of stuff on the, uh, or excuse me, from the API, lots of stuff um, good there. We'll see the API or we'll see the EIA numbers tomorrow, um, specifically because uh, Monday was a federal holiday with Juneteenth. Um, we did see um, inflation slowdowns in Britain. So all in all, lots of bullish sentiment pushing oil prices up and um, fairly timely because we also saw yesterday 
I'm recording this on the 21st. So for you guys, two days ago, um, Civitas diving in here and taking out Hiberna Energy and Taprock. Those are both uh, funds managed by NGP Capital. As you guys know, Civitas is ran by Kimridge um, and this is the combination of Crestone Peak, Bonanza and Extraction up there in Denver. They go ahead and now grab some Permian Basin entrance really over there in some of that New Mexico, Eddy County stuff. Um, Taprock has some ginormous wells out there, um, specifically in that Eddy County area. But let's go ahead and and and, and go over the highlights here. Um, 4.7 billion dollars. This adds 68,000 net acres, which over 90% of that being held by production, both in Midland and Delaware basins. It's going to go increase the Civitas's existing production base by over 60%, adding about 54% oil uh, of around 100,000 BOE per day and 105,000 uh, BOE through the end of 2023. In my favorite quote, they've they're going to add 800 gross locations with approximately two thirds of them having an IRR of more than 40% at $70 BBL. Okay. Okay. That, you know what? I like that. That seems to be chiller than ultra premium 3000 location. I like that. I mean, it does say premium low break even inventory that it also does say that, but that seems more reasonable. So you're saying, you're saying 600, you know, 500 of these have an IRR of 40%. I'm still taking the under on, but it just sounds more reasonable. IR guy of the week right there. Um, This is where I laugh though. Attractively priced, immediately accreted to financial metrics. This acquisition is attractively priced at three times 2024 estimated adjusted EBITDAX after taking into account the consummation of the transaction, the consummation of the marriage. And it says it's in line with recent Permian transactions. I, I saw that 3X number and I squeezed a little bit because like that's, we've been seeing two to 2.5 as of recently. So I went and pulled the last two Permian transactions. Remember, we ran them on the show. Earthstone Endway announces a $1 billion Delaware acquisition. What's their purchase price? Oh, 2.7. Okay, so close. So close. Well, then we had the last one. Remember, we had Chevron buying PDC. Well, in the press release, they don't necessarily tell us what the um, euro or what the uh, EBIT, um, the EBITDAX uh, multiplier is, but we do know that it's a 6.3 all stock valuation. They do they do acquire some debt, but we're going to leave the debt out. Their 2022 EBITDA was 2.9 billion. So if we do the math there, you're looking at 2.1. So you got an average of like 2.4, 2.5 on your metric multipliers. And we now get in the press release, attractively priced at 3X. Eek. It's a stretch. But they do expect to generate $1.1 billion of free cash flow in 2024. I mean, good for them. Um, it's $70 and $3 Henry Hub. I love how people are saying it's $350 Henry Hub. Like, it's not $350 Henry Hub. It's Gas is $2.55. But whatever. We'll, we'll still run a dollar higher because it looks better in these. And apparently they'll have a more balanced portfolio. It's true. Civitas is all in Colorado. This gets them into the Permian. Why not? You know, if 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 you're Kimridge, this this gives you an opportunity to to maybe look better to get acquired by somebody like um, Diamondback to get acquired by somebody like Chevron. Um, one of the or maybe not Chevron, a ConocoPhillips. You know, one of these larger Permian players. Maybe Pioneer wants to make an acquisition on some degree. So I think this definitely gets that. This will be interesting. They they're they're funding this. Mostly by debt. So you've got two point of this this four point seven billion. You got two point seven billion of unsecured senior debt, some stock valued at nine hundred and fifty million, 
600 million of borrowings under the undrawn credit facility and 400 million of cash on hand. This is a leverage deal. Unsecured senior debt. Good luck on this one. Good luck on this one. It could play out. I've heard great things about Taprock's um, inventory. Uh, rumor has it that Eddie County stuff drills like butter, but the takeaway capacity sucks. So in this day and age, you want oil anyway. Who cares about gas? Um, but still, um, there's some big wells down there. I've, I've we looked hard at them um, at one point in it. You know, that Eddie County stuff, it'd be nice to be down there. The problem is you're in New Mexico. It's federal land. It's it gets interesting. You know, we were a little bit too far west in those canyons. Point is, it could turn out great. Pretty leverage, though. Things have to go pretty good to see. So hopefully oil prices don't tank at 72 bucks. Again, things look bullish moving. This gets them into both the Delaware and the Civitas, um, which is pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good. So with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and let you get out of here. Um, appreciate you checking us out. Email us questions at questions at energynewsbeat.com for Stuart Turley and Michael Tanner. We'll see you guys tomorrow, folks. Peace.